Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The Eagles go from being 10-1 and to finishing 1-6 down the stretch. And as we enter the second round of the playoffs, the Eagles are no longer participating in the postseason after getting stomped out last night and embarrassed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's welcome in a Philadelphia Eagles legend, and that is Hugh Douglas, who now does a great job hosting middays on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh, first off, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this on a busy day. What's shaking? How are you? You know, Zach, you hurt me when you when you said demise, but then when you hit me with stumped out, that, that hurt even worse than demise. <laughs> yeah, well, that the Buccaneers bust last night. They saw the Eagles uh-huh. lying down, and they drove right over them and then backed it up. Uh, that was that was putrid. And that's my biggest problem with this Eagles team, Hugh. They showed no heart. They showed no fight. And I know it's very easy to throw out this term, but it just felt like they quit. Oh, Zach, when you hit me with those words, man, it just, as a former Philadelphia, it hurts so bad to hear you say it, but I, I have no argument for it, man. You know, I talked to a lot of my old teammates, man, and and uh, my phone was r- ringing off the hook last night with guys asking me because they know I'm here, what's going on with this football team? And I had no answers for them. So to hear you say it and, and just put it in reality, man, it, it, it just hurts so bad, but, but I can't argue with that. There's a lot of reasons why you go from 10 and 1 to finishing the season 1 and 6. What's the one thing you being someone that played with so much passion and energy and toughness that when you look at both sides of the ball, what's the one thing in particular that still just makes you mad with what transpired with this team down the stretch? Well, it it's it's was something underlying that was going on with this squad that that was never hashed out. And I said that weeks ago, there's something going on with this squad that nobody's really talking about. Everybody's kind of talking over. You could even hear it in the messaging that the players had because nobody was on the same page. The one thing that you know when a team is in lockstep with one another, from the head coach down to the players, everybody has kind of the same messaging. You've heard it, Zach, when guys, a coach say one thing in a meeting, and if you go ask the players the same day, they will use some of the same words that the coaches use. It's called rowing in the same direction. And this team, for whatever reason, six weeks ago, they weren't rowing in the same direction. And they they had these escape room events and all this other stuff trying to get it right, and it never got right. Is it just as simple? And, you know, Sirianni, the last two years, has done a really good job. This year, he lost control of his locker room. Is it as simple as just to say, okay, this team lost Shane Steichen, I know that fans are really tough on Jonathan Gannon, but they've lost both of their coordinators. Is that what it just simply boils down to, that this team couldn't survive the losses of those two guys? 
You know what? It's kind of hard to say. I, I like there's a camp here in Philadelphia that wants Nick Sirianni fired. I don't know how I feel about that. I know I know this business. I'm not a dummy. You know, you look at what's going on potentially in Dallas and what they're talking about with Mike McCarthy and the guy that's won 12 games in a season and for the last three seasons. I'm not a dummy. I know how this works. But there was a disconnect somewhere between the quarterback and the coach that I I, I don't know if the answer is to fire the coach. Now, I know that the, the coordinators, I don't think neither one of those guys is going to be here. But I don't know if I'm sold on firing Nick Sirianni because he's done some pretty good things in the NFL. Like I said, I'm not a dummy. I know how this game works. But you're basically hitting, if you fire Sirianni in this situation, you're basically hitting a hard reset button. I don't know if it's a hard reset because this core, they have a lot of talent. Like, I don't think talent yes. is necessarily the issue. Obviously, you could fine-tune some things. I think it comes down to a leadership perspective. And, you yeah, know, and, that, and that's basically. Yeah, that's basically what I'm talking about. When you when I say hard reset, I'm saying if you get another coach in here, he's he's going to implement his philosophy. He's bringing in his people, and then you have another year of of resetting what your what gotcha. your what your um your goals are, like how you want to run your offense and things of that nature. That's why I'm like I'm not too sure if Coach Sirianni is the by firing him is the answer. That's what I mean by hard reset. Gotcha, Hugh Douglas here with us. The biggest reason why I would fire him is no matter if the players like him or not, they quit on some capacity on the head coach this year, even though they'll tell you they love the coach. And I understand now, right, the my way or the highway approach doesn't work, but there's a difference in being a player's coach and then being a doormat. And it felt like this year, especially the final six, seven games, Sirianni became a doormat for these players. Yeah, there's no, like, like those words are just so strong. I don't know, Zach. But they're true, you. They're no, true. No. This stuff drives but me Zach. crazy today because it's one thing to, to be bad and not to reach where you're supposed to go. It's another thing to just quit, especially in that city. You know that city Zach, quitting yeah, is not Zach. acceptable. You you know what it is, Zach. What I, like, because I, I have a chance all the time to talk to a lot of these players. And to a man, when you look them in the face, they will tell you that that they feel that they're a good football team and, and that they've played hard and, and that they believe in Coach Sirianni. But the proof ain't in the pudding because we see it every week. They go out there on the field and they lay stinky turds. And you look at it and you're wondering to yourself, you're like, how can you go out there week in and week out, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and make the same mistakes week in and week out? You had people running free in the secondary uncontested for weeks. So I, I get exactly what you're saying. It's just that to your point, when you hear you say that about the city of Philadelphia and guys giving up, it just doesn't matter. That math is not mathing for me. It really is. The other thing too, and this probably has to just make it crazy as a defensive player, being the great defensive player that Hugh Douglas was, I've never seen tackling as bad as this. Oh man, listen, when I when I tell you I've had former teammates of mine we were texting back and forth. We've been talking all day. And and they're they're so upset with what they were seeing on the field. It's ridiculous. I'm talking about from defensive linemen to secondary players. It, it's called want to. A friend of mine coined that phrase a, a long time ago. It's called want to. And a lot of these guys did not want to tackle anybody yesterday. I don't care how you want to talk about it and people talk about saving themselves and things of that nature. Nobody wanted to make a tackle yesterday in a playoff game. It's ridiculous. That was the only team that I saw yesterday that looked like the Philadelphia Eagles, that is, 
that looked like they really didn't want to be in the playoffs. That's ridiculous to me. It absolutely is. And the other thing, too, like, right, you have to do this each and every day. So you're going to say some positive things. You're going to say some negative things. But I don't know if there's two guys that love the Eagles more than Brian Dawkins and Brian Westbrook. And to see them be critical of this team, that tells me everything I need to know about the 2023. You know what's funny? I've been I've been texting with Brian Dawkins all day. And when I tell you, as soon as I answer a text, he's firing off another text talking about how disgusted he is with this team and, and how it would have been. You know, when you when you get our age, you have all this gray in your beard like that. All you get to talk about is how it used to be back in my day and what we would have done if we were in the locker room. Unfortunately, we're not. And it's a different day and age. And to see this, man, it's, it's just tough. Seth Joyner, everybody that I talk to, I agree. Guys that see this, this is not Eagles football. No question about it. And not only that, but you also continue to look at this. You see guys do things that are out of character that speaks to really the incompetence that happened behind the scenes. Like, I've known Hassan Reddick before anyone knew who Hassan Reddick was since, since I attended Temple University. Devontae Smith is one of the, the best teammates that there is as well. To see both of those guys have blowups on the sidelines at the coaching staff, you know, I don't think anyone should be surprised with what happened in Tampa Bay uh, when that was happening towards the end of the season. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is? We were told for weeks that that this team was going to get it together. And, and unfortunately, it did happen that way. And, and even I drank the Kool-Aid. I believe, you know, being in Philadelphia, being a part of this city for as long as I've been, that they were going to find some way to turn it around. But unfortunately, that was not the case. And that's where we are. Like, I don't know, honestly, if firing Coach Sirianni is the answer, but you make some very, very valid points. And like I said, when we started this, I know how this business works. And if the team is not responding to the coach, then you have to take drastic measures. But there was also some rumblings about the quarterback and his his interactions with some of the guys on the sideline as well. So I, I don't know what the correct answer is. I think the best thing to do in this situation is let cooler heads prevail and give it a couple days. But you know what, Zach, the unfortunate thing about all this, we got a bunch of hot coaches out there, yeah. man, some sexy coaches. That everybody wants to get a get a conversation with and have an interview with. So you can't wait too long before you decide to make a decision. Let me get to those coaches in just a second, but I want to circle back on what you said regarding Jalen Hurts. I was blown away by his leadership last year. By the times I was in that locker room, you could tell that he was the heartbeat of this team. There were so many times this year he was just sitting there on the sidelines looking like he was sulking, yet players yelling at him. What needs to change just with the leadership style? Of Jalen Hurts, in your opinion? You, you know what? I think this is where it gets a little difficult for me because Jalen Hurts had an interview yesterday where he talked about some about this wasn't our year and anything like that. Jalen Hurts, since he's been here, and, and I wasn't here for the whole time when he first got here, but I followed this team from afar. And he always spoke about seizing the moment and, and taking advantage of the situation that was put in front of him. And, and to hear him talk like that yesterday and, and basically saying that it wasn't our time and it wasn't our moment, anything like that. It, it, it made me feel, it made me sad to see that and hear that because here's a guy that when you look at his whole life, his whole career, he's taken advantage of the adversity that was given to him. You know, you talk about being benched in Alabama, not crying about that and coming back and being the resilient player that he is. Went to Oklahoma, same thing, got drafted second, got paid $250 million. So, when I hear him say stuff like that, it's just disheartening because it's one of those things where that has not been his mantra 
since I've known him to be a professional quarterback. So, you know, he was always a guy that, that, that kind of, uh, he was the aggressor. He conceded yesterday when he said, he said that it was one of those things where, you know, we had crumbs or whatever, whatever he said, I'm paraphrasing here and that it wasn't our time. So to see him on the sideline, he doesn't need to be a rah-rah leader for me. He doesn't have to get in everybody's face and give new rocking speeches or anything like that. But you have to be more engaged. You have to look like you care. I know he cares. I, I, I think he cares because he's been selling me that for the last couple of years. I just think that somewhere along the line, there was a disconnect, and they need to figure it out. I think in this locker room right now, there needs to be some hard conversations that need to be had. Obviously not. They're not going to be had because – you know, everybody's doing exit interviews, but but moving forward, there has to be some accountability in that locker room. Well, let me ask you this. If you're saying, right, we know Hertz is not going anywhere with the contract, nor should he. If you're saying you, you're more leaning towards bringing back Sirianni, outside of just addressing whatever problems going on in the locker room, you playing the game, you having your experience, knowing what it takes in this league, what would your biggest piece of advice and your biggest message to be also understanding this city to this Eagles core and this Eagles group that's still trying to go get a championship down the road? Accountability. That's the one thing that I feel was a staple when I played with the Philadelphia Eagles was that we we held each other accountable. And sometimes, even with my friends today, you have to have hard conversations. can't have a lot of yes men around you. Sometimes you have to be told the truth about yourself, even if you don't want to hear it. And if that's the case, that goes for, for Coach Sirianni, that goes for Jalen Hurst, and anybody else who's not rowing in the same direction that the Philadelphia Eagles want to row in. You have to have some hard conversations sometimes, man. You have to take a look at yourself, the man in the mirror, and figure out how to get it done. Because if you're, like, all year long, we talked about how this team felt like they were a team of destiny. I heard the quarterback say it every week about how his, his whole mantra – and his whole drive was to get back to the Super Bowl. Well, if that's the case, then you should be able to, to have a conversation with somebody. Hey, if, if you're not doing it the right way or the right way that works best for us, then if you're serious about making it to the Super Bowl, then you have that conversation and you correct it. Simple as that. That's how I look at it. Let's say they do move on from Nick Sirianni. You got Belichick available, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh. Who do you want to see to be the next head coach of this team? You know, it's funny that you asked me this question because my, my partner, Joe Giglio, he has his list already of the coaches that he wants. And Coach Belichick is at the top. Like, I like Coach Belichick. Coach Belichick was a coach when I was in, in uh, New York Jets with the New York Jets for a small time. Uh, I think he's a little bit older. No disrespect to the old, old heads out there because I'm one of them. No disrespect. But I think that it's important to have a coach that connects with your football team and, and, and has not so big of a generational gap. So I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards like a Mike Vrabel or Jim Harbaugh. I'm thinking Jim. Jim is Jim is the tie at the top of my list. I don't know how Jim would work with Howie. That's my one concern. Now Vrabel has had some concerns working with general managers, I guess, as well uh, the last two years. But I think Vrabel would be the best fit for Philadelphia because I think he's the perfect mix of a guy that is considered a player's coach right now, but he won't be a doormat like Sirianni and to hold that accountability in the locker room. Yeah, it, it's, that's the thing that I think that we're looking at right now because it feels to me, because you keep saying it, <laughs> that that Coach Sirianni's, uh, his reputation around the league right now, it ain't the greatest. No. It, it's not the greatest. <laughs> so Changes a lot I in one year. 
Last year he was on top oh. of the world. Now he's the biggest dope. <laughs> Man, I tell you that that hey, that's a long way to fall, brother. I'm here to tell you. But uh, I would think between the two, and plus, Coach Rabel is the guy that likes to run the football. I think if you want to help fix Jalen, because that's what we're talking about now. Every every running a, a good running game is every quarterback's best friend. So with the skill set that Jalen has and the way that he's matured at the first half of the season, I'm willing to take a chance on Coach Vrabel or, or Coach Harbaugh. By the way, Hugh, it doesn't take much for for like uh, it takes a lot actually for me to like rip a team like this. But it, it's no, a, I hear you. It, it's a simple <laughs> thing. Like there's just some certain things that are so obvious and I'm never going to pretend like I know how to call plays or anything like that, but their approach on offense this year, how many times last night am I going to see a screen pass and then Hugh, they get to third and two and they want to throw the ball 40 yards downfield. That's the time you should run the screen pass. I, I watched the game most of the time, not this year, but I watched the game from a defensive perspective. I like to watch the line play, but I'm with you. Sometimes watching this offense play, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Like, what, what, like the, the plays had no fluidity. They, they didn't mesh very, very well. And sometimes you would see like in the Giants game a couple weeks ago, they started the game that had two great runs by Kenny Gainwell. Then they dropped back and try to heave the ball 50 yards down the field. I didn't understand that. But like you said, I'm not I'm not an offensive coordinator. I, I but I know enough about offense to know that a lot of plays have to look similar in order to try to fool the defense because that's basically what we're talking about. Let's we're be real. To fool the you you would be laughing as a defensive player. You'd be laughing going up against these this Eagles offense. You you'd be licking your chops. It's, it's a little simplistic. I've heard stories of guys saying that that teams have come up to the line of scrimmage. And they know the the Eagles formations, and they call out the plays right before they run. So yeah, it's it's it was a little it was a little uh, preschool. Yeah. Last thing I'll ask you, Hugh Douglas, when you, you you take a look back at this season and you you discuss AJ Brown, what's the truth with him? We hear nine thousand things with AJ Brown. What's AJ Brown's biggest gripe in your opinion? I would say he's misunderstood. See, Zach, it's easy because we've seen so many examples of. Diva receivers, malcontent receivers, it's easy to try to lump him into that. I, I think he's a passionate player. I think that a lot of times he's misunderstood with his passion. But I'll take a receiver of that caliber anytime. You know, I played with T.O. Yeah. And historically, you know, famously, people think that me and T.O. can't stand each other. <laughs> me and T.O. are good. We are good. Even though he he misremembered this story in the locker room, that's yeah. fine with me. Me and T.O. are fine, man, but I will play with a guy like that any day. So you didn't any, kick his any, ass any in the locker room? No, see, it didn't even happen. See, Zach, there you go. It didn't even happen like that, man. It didn't even happen like that. Well, Hugh, I uh, really appreciate you doing this. Nothing but love uh, for you and your family. Uh, thanks so much for doing this today. Much appreciated. Hey, no problem, man. Appreciate you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 